What's up, everybody? And we're back with another episode of The Force Sensitive. And there's a lot of congratulations and stuff like that that needs to go around the table today. Um, first of all, we need to congratulate Gort for making another successful trip around the sun. Uh, he had his birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, Gort. Thank you. Happy birthday. <laughs> and uh, also with our guest today, Matt, he is in the presence of a three-month-old son. So congratulations to Matt. This is his first child. Thank you. And um, Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. So with that, uh, we can jump right into it. We did an episode uh, that we did for Patreon exclusively between this one and the last one uh, because it, it, it went all over the place and uh, ended up being more... Uh, we, see, I try to keep a balance here. Everything Nerd Rage, DMH, Skullface related, where there's a balance between entertainment and information. And mm-hmm. this one went way into the entertainment bag. Uh, which mm-hmm. was a good listen for for humor, uh, but wasn't quite of of the the level that we thought was uh, that we were comfortable with for the uh, the general audience, if you will. Um, Hashtag uh, turtle power. Turtle power. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of turtle stuff going around, and Nerdrage just did a whole episode on turtles, and um, a lot of turtle stuff in the, in the ether. I actually was able to get the April figure yesterday. When NECA, nice. NECA put it up on Target for the pre-order, I was actually able to, to successfully check out, put something in my cart, and go to, through the checkout process, which was just amazing. What ama- time did I that happen? I almost at? forgot how to do it. Um, it was around 5.30, I think, p.m. I was going to say, nowadays, that's a rarity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I almost forgot how to check out. Um, <laughs> but it, was, it turns out I was like riding a bike. Uh, so with that... Won't waste too much more time. Matt, what's your first recollection of Star Wars? My first recollection of Star Wars is, I remember this very vividly. I was sitting in what I'll call like my walker because I was very, very young. <laughs> and I just remember flashing lights and I it was the final battle of Return of the Jedi. And I just remember seeing the Falcon come at me when the Death Star blows up the second cruiser. Huh. Um, during that last battle, right. I remember that very, very vividly. And then uh, the the next thing after that is just the the, the Ewok Yub Nub song. Yep, <laughs> those two things are my very first Star Wars memories. So you remember the original Yub Yub song, not the uh, the kind of like power chant that that was replaced. Yeah. So I had the um, that VHS box set that had. Um, I don't it, I don't know if it's like a specific kind, but it was the the ones with like the half pictures of Vader, Stormtrooper and Yoda. That was the THX all on the covers. Yep. Yeah. The THX box set. So that's what I had. And that's what I grew up with. And then I remember they came out with the special editions and I was like, I was like, but I have them already. Why do I need these? <laughs> oh, yeah. And my my dad was like, oh, Star Wars. It's probably like Star Trek because he's a he was a big Star Trek nut at right. the time. So he popped him in. He would watch him with me and kind of went downhill right so like so you were what was so what year were you born i was born in 96 96 and and yes. but still episode six is like your first memory i guess i guess that makes sense because you got a little well no not really because three by three the prequels would have started hitting um yeah so so my dad bought the box set um, I don't remember if he bought it from like a store or a yard sale. Right. Like, he was like, oh, this will be like a good movie night with my wife and son or whatever. And mm-hmm. they sat, they put me in my walker and my dad was kind of like watching the movie with me while my mom was making dinner. Gotcha. And, and, um, 
they were just kind of watching it along with me. And the first thing I remember that I think that was like the only thing that caught my attention was just the big flashing lights of the explosion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did you did you like uh, as you, as you you know got out of the Walker situation? Did you uh, were you like a fan as a young kid and like what what was? Oh, I was. Go ahead. So I was a huge. I was sorry. I didn't mean to. No, you're good. Interrupt. You're good. You're good. Um, I was a huge fan. Um, I had basically anything I could get my hands on. I had battle droids. I had Jar Jars. I had Naboo officers. I had Jedi. I had just about anything episode one like because i think that was the only thing on the shelves when i was around the age of four or five where i was like oh i can kind of you know i can get this stuff or convince my parents to get it for me what you know what all so like how did you consume these movies being born in 96 the the prequels probably would have been i guess close to complete by the time that you're kind of a functioning human being you know, yes. can pour your own orange juice almost, and yeah, uh, I was more of an apple juice kid, right? But, <laughs> um, but no, I um, by the time episode two or th- two episode two rolled around, I was six years old, so I was in I was either just ending kindergarten or just starting. I don't remember, but okay. I remember I wanted to go to the theaters to go watch it so bad because the Stormtroopers were always my favorite part of Star Wars. Like, I just always thought that they looked really cool and that they were really awesome looking. And then when I saw the clone troopers for the first time, that phase one armor, I was like, I have to see this. Like, I have to know everything about them. I have to know everything about what's going on in that scenario. I need to watch this movie. Um, but we couldn't go to the movie theater at the time just because we, we didn't have a lot of money growing up. So we weren't able to make everything work. Right. Um, so I had to wait for it to come out on, I think it was VHS. It was right in between VHS and DVD when they were transitioning over. Um, and I, I think I, I think I wore out whatever copy of it I had just cause I watched it so many times. Right. And a lot of episode two, I would just fast forward to, and just watch like the Geonosis battle, like over and over and over again. Yeah. D- like, so did you see... Did you see any of them in the theater? Um, I didn't, unfortunately. Right. None of the prequels. Um, yeah. I the first time I watched episode three, um, my f- parents' best friend came over, and he's also a huge Star Wars collector and and all that. And he brought episode three over on DVD with like one of those wall projectors, and we projected it onto our wall and watched it that way. And that was the first time I watched episode three. Wow. So how yeah, did you? Cool. What was your understanding, you know, of the? Because like, do you know what order you saw them in? So initially, I saw the first one. I remember six, and then I remember um, kind of growing up around like three or four. I was kind of in that age of like, oh, I would just want to watch a movie, and my dad would just throw in uh four five and six and we i would just watch the the trilogy so i i watched all the originals before i watched the prequels Mm -hmm. and then i don't remember the first time i saw episode one um i i was more enamored with episodes two and three than i was with phantom menace i think most of us Um, were yeah (laughs) to be fair (laughs) 
It's not hard. To, yeah, there, there was a hype that was always that built yeah. up with episode one, but for, I, 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 I could tell you whether I retain loving episode two more than one or not doesn't even matter. I was definitely more excited for two. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh no, I see. I can't say. I mean, I was excited for all of them, but it, it was all the trailers, like. Episode one had good trailers. I think episode two had better ones. Oh, I think you're. I think you're wrong. Everything. About that, I feel sir. like everything you thought. It's after. It's after the fact, right? Everything right. you thought you wanted in episode one, and everything you thought you were going to get, <laughs> looked like that was happening for episode two. Looked oh, like right, it. right, right. I, I think George likes to tease. <laughs> <laughs> Some sometimes way too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The um, I, I just remember like the mystery of episode one. Like episode two didn't have that energy behind it. You know what I mean? Like, episode one was like a whole new world. And episode mm-hmm. two was like, okay, I mean, I understand this world. You know, it's funny, because yeah. also talk about the clone troopers. Like, it, it, I wasn't uh, instantly in love with them. Like, I, it, took, it really took Clone Wars for me to fall in love with the clone troopers. It took episode three, clone trooper design, and then clone wars for me to fall in love with the clones. Like, that phase... That's what I was going to ask you. That phase one... the designer... Not. Yeah, oh, one hundred percent. It was the design, and then um, that's what when they when they switched over to episode three design. That's when I started to dig it. But it but it was the the characterization of them in the Clone Wars that I was like, okay, well now now I love this. Um, but that 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 initial design, there's something about the the negative space on that helmet, like the the black lines on that helmet. That I'm like, how do they see out of this? <laughs> yeah, those. It's always one of those things, but like I was always so enamored with like the stormtrooper design, and then when I saw the the phase one clone troopers and all their different colors and how many of them there were, I just became so enamored with it. Right. And at the time, I, at the time, I was like, oh well, stormtroopers can hit their head off walls, and these guys can probably see better than them. So that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, and yeah, that I mean episode two. I mean that Genosis. Like I mean that's when that thing fucking takes off. Like it, it erupts. Yeah, like that that's when the prequels become exciting. You know. Yeah. Is from Geonosis on. Yeah, like on Geonosis, like I met like I saw the clone troopers for the first time when Yoda comes in with a gunship. I got really excited. Oh, around the survivors, a perimeter <laughs> creates like the most over Yoda expression ever. Pretty much, yeah. Uh it also introduced me to my favorite Jedi, Kit Fisto. Um I, I have no idea why he's my favorite. He just, just that smile. Is. He thought you thought you were smiling. It's, at you. it's that damn smile. <laughs> um, I wish that the recent Black Series figure had that smile just permanently. Oh <laughs> I was so I was so upset when they revealed it, and it like didn't have an alternate head or something. An alternate head would have been cool, but I'd have been pissed if if that was the standard head and there was no alternate head for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have been real pissed. Um, yeah. It's funny, like, that, you know, like, it wasn't until, you know, uh, people pointed it out and it be, kind of became pop culture. But, like, you know, when I was a young person, like, you, know, you know, a young lad, as it were, watching the in episode two, I remember, like, it just seemed, like, so exciting and chaotic. And, you know, and then when they point out that, like, they're just, like, swinging lightsabers at nothing and there's no real choreography to it. It's just people doing things. And then you, you see them, like, trying to work droids into the scenarios. Like, it is, it is, like... To this day, like if I don't look at it, I'll never notice it. But if it, if that thought pops into my head at any moment, all I can see is that fuckery. 
Yeah, that's kind of how I felt. What like eventually I did go back and watch like the behind the scenes stuff, and just because I like watching that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, man, I was I was very confused when I just saw a big blue screen, five different guys just waving poles around. I was very confused. It is a uh, like episode one, two, and three. Like the the planets that you get, it's so fucking cool, man. Like I I, I think they've they, you know, seven, eight, nine weren't able to tap into that, and four, five, and six couldn't tap into that. But like, you know, Coruscant and Utapau and um, you know that that's that one place where like the bridges are built and the fucking cities are hanging upside down on the bridges and like, you know, Felucia and. Like just the the Naboo, like just like the the landscapes of those fucking movies are so awesome. Yeah, like a lot of those planets, even though we get little tiny glimpses of them, they're always like so interesting, and they yeah. just kind of pull you in. Yeah, that um, that planet. Do you know the name of it, Gort? The one where Kiati Mundi bites it. Yeah, Maigido. There you go. I knew I could count on you. But like you know, <laughs> like like that, like that one. Like I'm like man, like that fucking shit looks awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. But uh, so as a young person watching the prequels, how did you feel about them after they were after you saw them, after you consumed them? Oh, I loved them. Yeah. I, I, I quickly became an army builder after that. I would just buy up any kind of clone trooper or Jedi that I could find. Like, I didn't really care about the battle droids because they weren't really my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, although I did, I did quite enjoy the design of the super battle droids, but... Like between the clone troopers and the Jedi, every time I would go to like Target or Walmart or whatever, I would always be like, "Hey, mom, I'm gonna take my little sister over to the girl aisle," and then I would sneak over to the boys' aisle and be like, "Hey, you're <laughs> gonna look at these with me for like a few minutes before we go over." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I um, I often wonder. You know, I love to hear that because it's like, you know, it it is like one of those like special things. Almost like it's it's like. You know, it just speaks to the generation it drops to, you know, and like four, five and six spoke to me and I love all of it. But, you know, and even though I love one, two and three, you know, one, two and three never quite resonated the same way with me that four, five and six did. And the same for seven and eight. And then the one that came after eight and um, like, but, you know, to hear you talk about it the way that you talk about it. And when we had Andy on the way that he talked about it and um. You know, when I talk to my kids about Star Wars and they talk about 789 and like it is like this, like, you know, continuous lore just passed down generation to generation and you, it always bullseyes its target audience. You know, it's just that target audience changes from the original audience and that creates a lot of issues. <clears throat> Seems anyway. So, yeah, I, I certainly feel that. Like I, I like I said, I grew up watching the prequels and the original trilogy and just like the way it changed. And it would always, there's always this thing with storytelling where like, it feels like every interpretation is the same story, but every now and then there's a little thing that changes. And I feel like it's kind of the same thing between the three trilogies. Like you have the core concept and then every now and then these little things will change just to spice up the story a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, uh, the, collecting that you were doing you were doing three and three quarter correct yeah absolutely were you doing legos 
I was for a very long time. Mm -hmm. um, I remember the white whale that I always wanted for the Lego set was that big Death Star that they came out with. Uh -huh. um, but at the time, I was super into like those Lego Technic build figures because right, I was really right, right. into those. And um, I remember like I would always try to buy the Lego sets um, that I saw on TV. So like I always wanted the gunship or I always wanted a TIE fighter. But I was never into like the the battle scenarios that they would do. Right. What about uh, micro machines and shit like that? Like, I feel like that was big around that time too, the prequel era. So micro machines was never really something that I got into, mainly because I don't think my parents would let me get it because I'm being the oldest of now <clears throat> four, but at the time right. three, they were always kind of concerned that my siblings would try so to play and then eat them. Yeah. What about uh, the video game stuff? Video games, I was into hardcore. Um, Battlefront 2 and the original Battlefront were like my first real Star Wars games that I played. I remember I had like the Attack of the Clones um, movie release video game that was all right. Um, I had, man, I think I played like 10 minutes of Jedi Academy before we had to return it to the local rental store. Why? Why only 10 minutes? Uh, mainly because I got busy with school, and as soon oh. as I sat down to play it, they were like, hey, we have to return this today, so you've got, you know, this amount of time to play it. That sucks. And I just got bummed out. And I was like, I don't want to get too sucked into it, because I don't want to keep it. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what was, um, because, like, what's interesting is that, like, as a, being born when you were born, Star Wars has, like, always been here. Like, from, from like, the moment you were born until now it's like never really gone away no it's always it's always been this thing that's kind of been hovering over uh hovering over my life essentially like i've always been into star wars as long as i can remember like there was a point where i was like seven years old and i tried to convince my dad to build me a droid but he <laughs> we ended up building like this statue lawn sculpture made out of a muffler and a few pipes <laughs> that's um, still cool but that's cool yeah you yeah. still did it yeah, like, I I was super enthralled by it, but, like, it's always kind of been here. And it, I don't think there was ever a point in my life where, like, it wasn't. Um, there were certainly times where I was, like, less enamored with it than I currently am or I was. But right. it was always still kind of there. It makes me wonder, like, about, uh, I don't know if appreciation is the right word or maybe ravenous is the right word, but, like, that like that era for me of like eighty seven to ninety nine was like that was a long ass decade for me. You know what I mean? Like like without it being around, and I, like I, I wonder how that has affected my fandom for that shit. Like I, like I still like I, I can't stand the idea of missing out on whatever black series whatever the fuck hot toys whatever the whatever it is that i want that star wars related you know tickets even you know what i mean yeah. like yeah like I, yeah, I i i can't even imagine like going a decade without it yeah i know between three and seven there was or there was like this 10-year gap yeah but I, I personally i was still invested so i i can't even imagine going through something well like that. and the merchandise was always there and the, you know what I mean? Like even between three and seven, yeah. like the merchandise is there, the video games are there, the books are there, the comics are there, the toys are there. Like it's all there. 
Yeah, it was it was always prevalent. I can't imagine just going to a store shelf and not seeing anything. Right. I mean, unless you count like local distribution nowadays, but Right. I mean, it was fucking weird when it like it was like it it was weird when it came back, you know, cuz you've been used to it being gone so long. You know, like <clears throat> and I I just wonder about how that affected, you know, our generations differently. You know, like in regard to it. Um, but you got into Clone Wars though, right? Uh, initially not when it first came out. Um, I, I asked my mom to rent the movie on DVD when it came out. Um, because you know, when it came out in the theaters, I wanted to go, I kept seeing like commercials for it on Cartoon Network and I wanted to go watch it just because it looked cool. Right. We rented it. I watched it and I wasn't really enamored with it. Right. It was one of those things kind of like with episode two where like I would just kind of rewind and watch like the first beginning part with all the battles and skip all the baby Jabba stuff. <laughs> right, right, right. Did, um, let me ask you this. Did you prefer the prequel trilogy over the original trilogy? For a while I did. Uh-huh. Um, I remember doing a project in school where we had to talk about what our favorite hobbies are. And I wrote down watching episode two of star Wars. Um, <laughs> like just, <laughs> I was like six or seven and we had to explain why. And I would explain how like, Oh, I, I love the stories and I love this and that and the other thing. And I would always come back with like, yeah, the old ones are cool. Cause I like Yoda and I like Darth Vader and I like the emperor, but these ones have their origin story and these ones, how they have, they get there and Yoda can do backflips and <laughs> stuff like that. Right, right, right. Um, I was always, I was always really enamored with like the, the stuff from the prequels that the originals built off of. And I think it's because I got enamored by the prequels that I went back and I started loving the originals more. Huh? Like, who would you say, like, uh, character-wise, like, some of your favorite characters? Like, because uh, like, uh, I'm trying to wrap my head about, like, what what Star Wars was for you. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. growing up so with all of it being accessible. Yeah, so Star Wars for me was, it was always, it was always Yoda, Luke, and Darth Vader. Like, it was always those three. Hmm. Not necessarily in that order of favorites, because Darth Vader was always my man. Uh-huh. But... Just like going back and thinking about like how I watched them, I was always super enamored with Yoda. I loved how like he did the flips. Luke was always my my favorite hero, okay. simply because I related to him, especially in Episode Four, where he's like, "Well, I care," you know. I I <laughs> I, I started using lines like that just at school. Um, is is. I guess it's kind of really weird to explain because I'm coming from this point of like I kind of went backwards. You know, right. I, I enjoyed them. I enjoyed Yoda from episode two and three and then went back and enjoyed him more. I enjoyed Anakin from two and three and then went back and enjoyed him more as Darth Vader. Right. Um, it's it is kind of hard to explain, I guess. Yeah, it's just it's just like, um, you know, like it's like to me when I visualize Star Wars, it's like, you know, certain things jump to the forefront for me and like. But I I am super well aware that the reason why those things jump to the forefront of my mind is because I grew up with just three movies available and that just was what it was, you know. But by the time that you grew, I mean, you had six movies available. You had all sorts of EU shit and you know all like video game lore and comics and you know what I mean. 
and like it's just like such an onslaught i would imagine to a mind uh, of 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 a world to kind of wrap your head around where it, it kind of it kind of was for a little while and like i had i had this visual dictionary i remember and that's kind of how i kept track of everything and what everything was uh-huh. it was like one of those um those thinner hardcover books and i went through it and i kind of just like studied everything so mm-hmm. anytime i saw it in the movie i was like i know what that is now or i i know this random dude's backstory or i know how darth vader you know fits inside his suit i don't know but just kind of random things like that. I would take that book and I just kind of <clears throat> studied it until the pages fell out. Who did you find more attractive, Leia or uh, Padme? Padme, definitely. But as as I got older and went back to the originals, it, Leia kind of edged her out just by a bit. Yeah, so um, shit like that I, is interesting to me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like I I I tell a lot of people. You know, a lot of people are like, "Oh, who was your first celebrity crush?" And I'll tell them. I'll be like, Natalie Portman, Episode yeah. Two. Between those Same dresses. There. Between those dresses and her uh, Geonosis, you know, Mid- belly shirt. Midrift. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's also interesting, like, uh, the, 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 dre- like, the sexy element of Padme. I feel like George really had to get that shit out of the way in episode two, because he was like, oh, she's going to be pregnant in episode three. We can't fucking do it then, can we? And it's like, <laughs> so, like, she, like, shows, she, like, wears, like, that, like, the BDSM dress. She wears the midriff blue dress, and then she has just the midriff exposed via a uh, saber-toothed cat, uh, spider cat. Um, He's like, how can I make this as teasing as possible? Yeah. Yeah, like, it's pretty funny. Like, like that, that dude's a fucking creep, man. <laughs> He's like, okay, now you're gonna wear this weird dress that yeah. doesn't really cover you fully. Yeah, it's very long in the legs, but that's about it. You're gonna show your belly, and uh, you know, and then this one here is like, uh, you're gonna have a chain wrapped around your neck, and like, dude, that dude is a creep. <laughs> um, but I mean, I'm not mad at him. I'm not mad at him at all. You can uh, never be mad at him. Correct. Uh, so okay, so Clone Wars getting into the show then. So I didn't fully watch the TV show until a couple years ago. I watched it sporadically on Cartoon Network, and I would watch it here and there. And a few of like my f- favorite episodes uh, are like that Rookies episode from season one. Uh-huh. I would watch that like over and over and over again. Right between that and the one where like Kit Fisto goes into General Grievous's castle. Yeah, that's those a good two. One. I would just kind of like watch back and forth. There was a lot of shit like that, like just seeing like where Grievous hung his hat was like just interesting to see, you know, like, oh, okay, that's what it is. Yeah, and I was always super enamored with Grievous anyways, because I I I had a I was kept home from school for like six months because I was really, really sick. And I would watch um, my parents got me the original Clone Wars on DVD. What were you saying? Tartakovsky stuff. Uh, I have a I had a heart condition. Oh, wow. And it. Yeah, it started to like act up and. They didn't know what it was at first, so they kept me home. And the doctor was like, "Oh, you got to be on leave for school for like six months until we figure out exactly what's going on." So when huh. when Padme died of a broken heart, could you like have a special bond? Yeah, exactly. I was like, "Man, I've been there. <laughs> I've been there, Padme." But don't worry, just watch some Clone Wars, get some bed rest, you'll feel better. <laughs> so, um, that's that's cool. It's funny. Like, I always have this like, um, you know, whenever I was sick, you know with the flu or whatever and I was like in elementary school my dad would rent two movies for me every time it was like a live action jungle book um which Is like that seemed, the one with Sabu so I don't know dude it, I like 
I would love to watch it again, like just to see it, but like I couldn't tell you. You know, I just know it was a live action Jungle Book, and I think it was the only one around at the time. Um, this, yeah, that was him, the Sabu one. Yep, definitely. Um, and then Never Ending Story was like the other one. Like, my dad would rent those two movies for me. Can you sing that song? Which one? The Never Ending Story. That one. No, 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 no. Dude, I still love that shit, man. I love uh, the nothing when um Jisk sold off his collection and like started buying ceiling fans and shit. I was like, dude, the nothing got you. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, um, so okay, so you got into Clone Wars late. Uh, how did how did what did Clone Wars mean to you as like a prequel kid and a prequel fan and you know et cetera? After you watched, so it. I was. I was really excited for it because I was like, I always loved like the clone trooper designs, but they were kind of, if I'm being honest with myself, they were kind of nothing. They were just kind of backdrops. Right. A couple of them had speaking lines, you know? Um, but other than that, they were just there to look imposing and not do anything. Right. So the fact that clone wars made them individuals and made them actual characters really, really made me love them even more. So, so what about, um, what about so you said you had mentioned that you wanted to talk about the gap between episode three and episode seven? So go ahead between three and seven. So between three and seven, I was kind of like in this age where you know I was getting older. I was like getting between you know ten, twelve, thirteen years old, and I was kind of falling out of it because a lot of kids in my class were like, "Oh, Star Wars is dumb. Star Wars is you know that's a." A stupid thing to like and i was like well i don't want to be embarrassed at school so i'll just keep all my star wars love to myself and kind of a secret and i kind of like blended in with other kids for a little while mm-hmm. didn't i didn't keep up on so it how, how, what are, how so much. talk to me about that what does that mean blending in with other kids so i i did have i had a few friends and like they liked star wars when we were little and then they kind of grew out of it uh-huh. and i felt weird that i didn't right now get that so yeah so what did so, you do to blend in so we would you bought some ripped jeans <laughs> pretty, pretty much <laughs> no i um we we were all friends with like this one this one other kid who I'm still in contact with every now and then actually. Uh-huh. Um, but like he was like, Oh yeah, star Wars is still cool guys. And we were all kind of like, no, it's not. You're weird for liking it. And he's like, I don't really care. You guys are jerks. Hmm. Um, so like, I kind of fell into like that mob mentality of uh-huh. not really, I wouldn't make fun of other kids, but I also wouldn't, you know, say, no, you guys are wrong. Stop. You know what I mean? Violating the rule of to thyself be true. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, I would like, he came to like a Halloween dance in seventh grade and wearing like an Anakin Skywalker face mask from the, from like the Clone Wars movie. And like, I com I complimented him on it. I was like, Hey, I, I know who that is and blah, 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 blah. But then, you know, I didn't say anything else about it for the rest of the night. Cause I didn't want to get caught. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, I was kind of that kid where like, yeah, I secretly really like this thing, but only one other person does and none of my other friends do. So I'm just going to keep kind of keep it to myself. Yeah, I was um like I was a, I wasn't I was never that I never I never like denied something. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah. Um, but it definitely wasn't one of the things I wanted to let you know immediately about me. You know, and and to be tr- yeah. and to be honest, it's there's there is more. You know, in spite of what my basement would tell you, there is more to me than this shit. You know, like yeah. So it's it's not something that I have to be upfront with and like just admit, like hey, had it, nice to meet you. I'm Bobby, and um yeah, I collect Star Wars figures. You know, like it doesn't need to be that type of party, but <clears throat> I will tell you, like when I look back on my life and I look at like how like the constants, you know, Star Wars, Transformers, Marvel, DC, um. Mortal Kombat, like just things that like once they once they struck a nerve with me, it never left my side. And I think about how that has interacted through the various stages and growth of my life. And like, I know for a fact uh, that like eventually I would let you know people know you know it would come up or whatever, so to speak, and I would let people know you know what it was with me. Yeah, I mean, I like you kind of feel weird about liking it, but then you grow into this mindset of, well, why should I care? Like, why why would my enjoyment of this thing impact other people's ideas of me if they already have, you know, a good standing with me or if they're even worth talking to? Why would that really matter? So when did you kind of uh, have your come to Jesus moment, as it were, and, you know, decide to, you know, come out to everybody? So <laughs> it was, I think, my like my freshman year of high school. Um I I met this kid who I was I'm still close friends with the father of my goddaughter and um like we were just chit-chatting in history class one day and he was just kind of doodling on his paper and he drew like the imperial logo mm-hmm. on like this piece of paper so I kind of noticed it and then secretly drew like the rebellion logo and like <laughs> on like our class notes during a during a class project so we kind of hit it off from that That's cool. And um he introduced me to a couple other people who he was friends with and I started making friends that way. So, and then by the time, like I graduated high school, everybody was like, Oh yeah, no, you're, you're the, you're part of that star Wars group. You know, what's funny is, um, uh, I had a secret code moment, uh, as well. Like, in um, when, when I, when I started working, like, well, not when I started working, but when I, when I obtained the job that I still hold today, um, when I was new there, I um there was a guy at the at the, at the table at the break table and I said um I said something and then somebody had some food and like took a cut like into the food and the food looked like fucking shit. I don't know what it was to this day. It was like I I feel like I've never seen anyone consume this before or after, but when he cut into it I was like, "Oh, I thought they smelled bad on the outside." And the dude looked at me like shot me this look like oh you too <laughs> you know like it was like this <laughs> you know and this is like 2007 so it's before kind of you know like now i feel like if you bring up marvel or, or star wars nobody really skips a beat because it's like you know it, it's first of all it saved the movie theater industry in hollywood for the past 5 years you know second you know what i mean like it's just <laughs> it's part of the ether of human existence now it's not like this niche thing yeah it's just like so ingrained in our in our car culture nowadays yeah and like i don't mean to keep backtracking but like when i i wrote when i like drew that doodle uh, or whatever he still wasn't like 100 percent sure so like we were just kind of chit-chatting and he was looking for something in his bedroom i don't remember but he was just kind of like moving things and not putting them back and i was like oh you're making a mess <laughs> right 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 and he just kind of looked at me he's like yeah we're gonna be friends now 
So yeah, I um, I can imagine that that's a that, like uh, that shit's cool. Like this like common ground that it creates for people kind of instantly. Um, I have a uh, I, I mean, it doesn't really matter, but I have a buddy of mine that like I it, it just came out recently that like you know he's into it, and I was like I was like well shit man like all this time we spent together we could have been talking about that and and you know instead we're like start beating around the bush trying to find shit to talk about. Um, you know, like a, a, a work buddy. Anyway, yeah. Um, so what did you think about the Disney buyout? Uh, I was really excited. Yeah. Um, I was either a junior or senior in high school, and I remember reading that in my film class. I was like, "Oh, this is going to be great!" You know, uh, Disney does a lot of things really well. I'm super excited. It's more Star Wars, which is even better, right? Um, and then I started learning more about the film industry, and more and more, I was like, "Oh, well." I mean, a different company could have bought it, but you know, I I I enjoyed it at the at the time. I was uh-huh. super into it. I was just imagining, oh, what's going to happen with this? And then every time, like one of those, oh, Mickey, uh, Darth Vader, Donald Duck things would show up. I was <laughs> right, like, guys, right, right. that's 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 not going to happen. If people have any integrity and want to make any money, that's not going to happen. You know? Yeah, yeah. So so seeing episode seven, how did you feel? So coming out of episode seven, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh-huh. Um, my my ex fiance took it, uh, bought me tickets for Christmas, and we went to go see it in theaters um, at the local movie theater that I worked at. So it was really easy to get tickets. Um, we went in, we saw it, and then I just I feel like I annoyed her the rest of the night just because I wouldn't shut up about it. Um, I just talked and talked and talked her ear off about how. Oh, do you know what this means? That and I'm super excited for this, and I can't believe they killed Han, and blah 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 blah. I think for like a week straight, and then because I worked at the movie theater, I would do like the security rounds, mm-hmm. and I would always stop at the end of my round whenever I went into a theater playing it, and I would just stand there for like ten minutes and watch ten minutes of the movie whenever I could. Yeah. So like, um, so what? What about uh? How do, how's your collecting at this point? My collecting at this point, um, it kind of went downhill. Mm. Um, my great grandfather had passed away a few years before. How old was he? Great grandfather, Jesus. Uh, he was he was between eighty nine and ninety. Okay. Um, my great grandmother is twenty four now, or twenty four, ninety four. Twenty four. Yeah. <laughs> At a boy. <laughs> a little bit of Doctor Who stuff going on, I guess. But no, uh, she's ninety four now, so he would have been. Yeah, around 89, 90. Um, and when he passed away, he was always like a big proponent of my collecting because he was the one who got me to collect Transformers. Um, he was the one that got me to collect, you know, model cars and, like I said, Transformers. And he would call, always kind of like encourage me to go buy it or like give me extra money for shoveling his porch or whatever. Right. Be like, oh, go buy yourself a trooper or whatever. So when he passed away, I fell into like the slump of, well, I can't do this without him. Hmm. So I got rid of everything that I owned collectible wise. I sold all of my troopers. I sold all my transformers. I sold everything and I used the money and I was like, okay, I'm going to save this and I'm going to put it towards a car or whatever. Um, and I just fell out of collecting for a long time. Um, 20, uh, 2015 episode seven helped kind of bring that back a little bit because i was like oh i wonder if there's any cool toys on the shelves right but at this point it was like all like the f- the five poa stuff and oh for three and three quarters the 
Yeah. yeah. And I knew Black Series was a thing, but I was like, man, my job doesn't pay me enough to pay bills and get these at the same time. So uh-huh. um, I think I bought like one and it was the Biker Scout. Gotcha. But, yeah. All right. So um, what about Rogue One? Uh, Rogue One I love. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, Gore, you're wrong. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, for sure, 100. Uh, this, this is uh, it's it's one of my favorites. Um, my wife at the time, girlfriend, took me to go see it when she was up at college, and we went to go see it at the the local theater, and we both came out, and that's kind of like how I knew that she was really into Star Wars too, because she's a huge Star Wars nut. Oh, really? Um, yeah, she she grew up on it because her dad was really big into it. That's cool. Um, and anytime, like, sh- she would tell me, like, anytime I'm sick or whatever, I'll just throw in, you know, one through six, and I'll watch all of them. And we wa- we came out of Rogue One, and we were able to have this conversation, as opposed to my ex, who, like, I just kind of talked her ear off, and she was just like, yeah, okay, whatever, that's cool. Like, we were able to have, like, this connection and, like, this conversation about it that I your, haven't really been able to have with a lot of people since. Your ex, you called her a f- your ex-fiance, is that right? At one point, yes. So, yeah. so, 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 did you you propose to her? Did you yeah, give, did I, you give her a ring? Yeah. Did she, yeah, did, I did. The what did she do with down it? on one knee thing? What did she do with it? Uh, I don't know. I think she kept it through. Oh, it out really? Or yeah. Oh, she definitely um, didn't throw it out. I don't know what she did with it. Yeah. Um, but like after, uh, I was kind of nervous to let anybody else know. Like after that, because I had lost touch with a lot of my high school friends. I confided in my ex-fiance and then we broke up so i was kind of by myself for most of it right um and then the best friend i mentioned earlier introduced me to this uh to my now wife and we kind of hit it off talking about marvel and dc and stuff and then when it, we went to go see rogue one together that's when i knew i was like oh you're you're in this for the long haul too that's cool you know yeah and we we were house sitting for one of her family friends um that weekend so we watched rogue one left her college went right to the house that we were house sitting at and then put in episode four and it was one of the most surreal movie watching experiences that i've ever seen because it was like i just took a commercial break from a right, 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 from right. like a 35 40 year old movie you know i will tell you like <clears throat> the biggest like kind of eye-opening moment with me with star wars was watching episode four for the first time after seeing episode three and how much of it felt genetically different after seeing episode three. The, the styles of the, the prequels and, and I don't, the original. I don't, I don't even mean aesthetically. I mean, mythologically like story, oh. like, you know, like when, 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 when Obi-Wan sees Luke for the first time now, now it feels different. You know, did you, do you know what I'm talking about at all, Gort? I so I do, and but I don't, I don't mean I don't mean in a, and it's, I don't mean in a bad way. Just just like it was almost like watching a new movie, a movie some, that I'd sometimes. watched a thousand times. Now See, it's, felt it's different. So, it's some moments more than others. Yeah, for I'd sure, say. for sure. I mean, even like when Obi Wan and and, and um, Vader square off again, you know, like or square off in Episode Four, it felt different now. See, see, that's the thing. Like, I hear a lot of people say that, and for me, the energy isn't quite there for that. But a lot of the Yoda stuff, I, I feel that. Hmm. You know, from going, you know, one to the next. Interesting. 
All right. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. Continue. So um, you were saying about uh, yeah, going back and watching episode four, um, and I mean after uh, Rogue One and such, and you're into you're into Rogue One. You're still feeling it. So along comes uh, the Last Jedi. So the Last Jedi, I was kind of torn on the first time I saw it because I I felt like I enjoyed it, but I always felt this nagging feeling of, well, why is that there? Why is this here? Why did they put this in? Right. Um. And I've come to warm up more on it now. Um, I, I, but I, I don't think the one thing, the one thing from that movie that I can't really get behind is when Rose saves Finn from sacrificing him, himself. Uh-huh. I, I, I still to this day will will argue. I feel like he should have sacrificed himself in eight because that's kind of like where his story arc concluded. I one hundred percent agree. <clears throat> Let me ask you a question, though. Maybe, maybe that's a secret reshoot. You know, he knew he wasn't going to get to do episode nine. He's like, all right, well, I'm going to put this in there. Fuck him. <laughs> well, I, let me ask Probably. you this: <laughs> wouldn't surprise me. Do you feel like Han should have died from carbonite? From carbonite? No. It, after me... like reading, after like reading in- interviews and talking about you know his character arc with other people. On Endor, I agree that it would have meant more if he got shot instead of Leia, and that had been his last thing. You know See, what I mean? Because I feel like Han's arc is done by Episode Eight until Episode—I mean, by, by I'm sorry, by Episode Five until Episode Seven. You know, but like, I feel like at, by the end of Five, his character doesn't have a place to go. You know, like, don't get me wrong. I'm a Han Solo fanatic. I'm happy he stuck around. But I feel like him and Finn are in the same boat in that regard, where, like, the work that they had to do character arc-wise is done by the second act. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, like, now that I'm thinking about it, like, he, Finn and Han are kind of in the same boat as far as, like, story and character-wise. Reluctant heroes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I I think the reason I don't feel that way is because with Finn, like you mentioned a lot on this podcast, you know, he goes from not willing to kill for something he doesn't believe in to willing to die for something that he does believe in. Correct. So I think with Han, you could have, I think, yes, keep him in episode six, but have him die in that last battle, maybe blowing up the shield generator or something. And kind of, that way he could have at least had the same idea concept. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, f- I just, like, I, I, I feel like, um, so I, I think the like I think the nuts and bolts of that is is that Han Solo is just fucking cooler than Finn. You know, like, I... I well, yeah, so absolutely. Like, you know, that's what Not it a just... a contest. <laughs> 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 no, it's not a contest. But the thing is, is when a, when a character is that fucking cool, you're like, oh, yeah, let him stick around. It's like, it's, it's, it's like, it's real life, right? It's like, yeah. it's like, it's like, it's like, um, like, oh, man, this guy doesn't perform as well as this other guy, but he's a fucking joy to have around the office. Let's not fire him. You know, like, it, it, that, yeah. that, that, that's what he it is. boosts the team morale. Exactly. Han Solo is just a fucking cool character, so like it doesn't hurt to keep him around in another movie, even though, like plot wise, he has no fucking point anymore. But like, Finn is in the same exact boat, and even more so because like they don't even really use him plot wise in Episode Nine really at all. Yeah. And, no, he's just kind of there. Yeah, and and 
and I, I agree that like the the logical thing to do is to kill him off there. I, uh, if I were to shoot at any bail whatsoever, is that I do uh, people joke it, you know? But I'm a fan of a lot of lines. People joke. We just been watching the DC movies recently, and like the Martha thing almost fucking brings me to tears. And everybody, you know, <laughs> that got turned into a meme. But like the 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 fucking um, the um. The, 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 you know, this is how we win, not by killing the things we hate, but by saving the things we love. Like, I love that line. Yeah, I agree with you. I really like that line. I think it would have meant a lot more if, you know, Finn says that to Ray or to Rose and then sacrifices himself so that they can get away. Hmm. I'm not mad at that. There's a lot That's- of ways that scene could have played out, but I feel like. <clears throat> him flying into that uh you know little cannon i really wish he just did that and blew it up like i think that would have been great mm-hmm. yeah like, but we're, then, we're but re- then we really are robbed of it but then what sort of uh super dramatic entrance does luke have coming like is it coming out of that smoking ass door looks pretty good yeah it does otherwise it's just like the door opens and luke like walks out out of all the things <laughs> that people <laughs> Out of all the things that people complain about that movie, I will never understand how they complain about the direction that Luke went. I know. I know. Um, Luke is, in especially in 8, Luke's, like I said, always been one of my favorites, but I think 8 really cemented him as one of my absolutes because of the way they treat him. Like, yeah, he's a little hokey at times, and that's played for laughs, but, like, he has this permanent doubt constantly mm-hmm. like all through four all through five yep in episode six he's like i'm endangering the mission i, I shouldn't, shouldn't have, have come. come you know he has that doubt just constantly yep. and after what happens with kylo ren and his jedi school where it kind of just burns in front of him that permanent that doubt that he has always in the back of his mind kind of permanently settles in and kind of takes over his his morale and turns him into like this and old I don't, Ben sort of character. And I don't necessarily think like if, if you define see because I think that Luke Luke kind of realizes what the Jedi should be by the end of episode 8. That's like his arc and like but if you take him at the beginning of episode 8 he sees the Jedi the Jedi to him are defined as how we see and are have the Jedi defined in episodes 1, 2, and 3. Right? Like, yeah. that is the Jedi Order. And, like, under that guise, I'm not sure if he's wrong in thinking, you know what? The Jedi just probably shouldn't exist. No, I, I 100% agree with you on that. Like, you can watch through all the prequels. They're very self-absorbed and one, you know, single-minded. And if you don't agree with them, it's their way or the highway, you know? Yeah. And what Luke comes to realize at the end of eight is, oh, there's so much more that, you know they stood for they were just kind of manipulated near the end you know but they stood for you know they were warriors of peace and justice yeah what did your uh what did your wife think of episode eight? Oh, she loves it yeah um she she'll sit down and watch it all the time and she'll comment she'll be like man i don't really want to go to the casino planet but i guess we're gonna go to the casino planet <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's definitely where that movie takes a weird turn 
Um, I think she co- she compared it to like if you're on a road trip and you have to stop at this one gas station and it's really <laughs> like the whole drive is beautiful and then there's one gas station that's kind of dingy looking and sketchy and then you continue on this beautiful drive. That's the way she described it to me. Yeah, that's not that's not she's not wrong. <laughs> um. Okay. So then, uh, solo. Uh, I personally enjoyed solo mm-hmm. um i watched it the first time and i was like i don't know if i'm gonna like this i like the actor but i don't know if i'm gonna like how they portray it and whatever and i just had a good time yeah you know it was just fun yeah it's a fun, um, it's a fun what movie. a lot of people what a lot of people will say like oh shut your brain off and and you know <laughs> it's not meant to be thought about right no, that's, know, I, that's for marvel movies you're right <laughs> but no i i i sat through it and I was like, man, am I enjoying this because I'm not thinking about it? Or am I enjoying it just because it's fun? And I, it was just a fun movie. Yeah, I, I think that there's an element of truth. To it. I think it is a fun, it's a, it's a fun romp, right? Like, it's a, it's a good ride. Um, I just, I, I am not good with turning my brain off in a movie. I can do it with music, but I can't do it with movies. Like, I can, with music, I can, like, just... Like, look, I don't need I don't need to know what matters about the expression of this song. I can just enjoy the bop, you know. Like, I can just enjoy the yeah. vibe. Is that what is that what you're talking about? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> but like, but, but like, but with but with movies, like, I just I have a really I fucking struggle with it. Like, I I think I look for something very different. Like, I look to be engaged and challenged, and you know, like. I think I look for something different in movies than I do with other entertainment. I don't, and I don't know why. And I don't know if that's fair. I don't think that it is. But I, I'm, I, I struggle with it. I, I, like, I'm in the same boat as you. Like, I, I'm working on getting into film like, as a career. Like, oh, okay. I'm, I'm planning on going to school for it and all that. So I digest and dissect a lot of films that have come out. And when it comes to something like Solo, I never understand the mentality of oh put a movie on in the background you know it's it's, uh, whenever i watch a movie i have to sit down and i have to watch it and then i always end up overanalyzing but when it came to solo i was like no this is just it's just fun stuff happens people get into adventures wacky things happen Uh, a droid shouts you know shouts some things and then you know they all get away at the end Right. It's 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 just a fun Star Wars story. No, I agree, and it's definitely a Star Wars story. It says it right there in the title, for sure. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um, okay. So then the the closing of the, uh, the well, let me ask you this, like, because we we we're making record time because we don't have to go through the original trilogy, um, <laughs> but like, what? How did you deal with the kind of Facebook? YouTube Star Wars Fallout after this like during this area this era. So I I kind of ignored it for the most part. Like mm-hmm. I always knew that you know there's always going to be a fan base when you have something this big who you're always going to have parts of the fan base who are going to complain. Mm-hmm. Oh, it should have been this way and then you make the next one that way and they're like, "Oh no, they did it better than the last one." Like just pick a fucking side. But <laughs> right. When when you know i started seeing all this drama and stuff i was like man i feel like thing i felt like things were starting to revert back to the way they were when i was in school like oh star wars is dumb star wars is for <laughs> right, you know right, right. children and 
they ruined it and blah 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 and I man, I was like, I would always like step up, and I will always defend characters like Ray or Finn and stuff like that. I would, I would not get into arguments with people, but people would try to start arguments with me about like, oh, Ray's just a Mary Sue, or Finn is only there for racial diversity, or right. just stuff like this that people would just come up with the most ridiculous things. And I think the one that really took me out of it and made me stop interacting with it. Oh, just about all together was when people started to complain about Luke and I was I was having a debate with this person and I just wrote out like this big post about how like he kind of evolves between six and eight and like he has this whole story arc that we just don't see and their response was something like shut up <laughs> or something dumb <laughs> like that yeah and I was just like man you're, this isn't even worth my time anymore yeah, I mean, I ran in, I've, I've run into that problem too. Where like, um, you know, like not for nothing. I I, I brought this up recently on a a, a Patreon thing, but like, uh, we know we <clears throat> we lost a buddy of ours, New York Mike, uh, this year, and him and I had a conversation one one time on the way back uh, from from Baltimore Comic Con, and he was riding shotgun. We're heading seventy west. And I'll never forget it. And he was like, explain to me why you like episode eight. Because he did not. And I told him. I, t- I, like, I went from top to bottom. And I told him every issue that I had with it. You know, and I told him you know, everything. That I, how I felt about it. But why ultimately I, I love it. And he sat there for a minute. We, we were like coming right up on my exit. And he was like, you know what? Sometimes I had to remember to watch these movies without my, you know, 40-year-old baggage. And, like, that shit spoke to me. Like, I think, like, um, I I had a conversation with a buddy of mine uh, outside of work. And I was like, do you ever find it funny that sometimes you are critical of these films for these political things that happen to code or that that you think are in there these political codes and messages that you think that you are sure are in this film and they happen to coincide with your you know i mean your your anger towards those views happens to coincide with your anger towards those views in real life do you know what i mean like yeah it's never the opposite like i never hear anybody coming in like yeah you know like you know like you know i really i watched such and such, but I was a little, you know, like, you know, I'm a, I'm a left-wing guy, but I was a little, I was a little tired of the left-wing messages and just leave your politics out of it. Even though they're my political views, just leave the politics out of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, you yeah. never hear that. People only want you to leave the politics out of it when it's not their politics, right? Exactly. But, and like, it's, it, maybe you're it's, just sensitive to those things because they are your politics, and maybe they're not as clearly there as you think they are. Um, yeah. That just comes back to like a lot of people just reading way too much into things nowadays. Like everybody is like, "Oh, you won't believe what you know." Episode eight put in their script, or or Disney leaning left or right wing? Question mark. You know it. it <laughs> yeah, I just say is that kind of puts I don't, people on edge. I guess I don't think. I mean, look, the truth is, is uh, most most creative people are are more on the left than on the right right and i think that that's the way it kind of should be like we need the the artists and all those people and creatives to kind of push boundaries and 
question things and such and such. And then we also need the conservative right to kind of be like, well, look, that's cool. And we'll consider that, but we also got to put in logic and reason. And, you know, we have to bring these things, all of them, like, that's why if we don't hate the opposite party, that's why the two-party system does kind of work. And yeah, like, it's like the left and right side of the brain. Exactly. You know, you have the creative and logical side. Exactly. And they, they, co- they coexist. They work together. And I, I said to my buddy, who's, you know, very, he's a very right-wing guy, you know, and <clears throat> we're hanging outside of, of where I work. And he's a very right-wing guy. And I said to him, I said, uh, do you want your entertainment to be done by right-wing people? And he sat there for a minute, and he was like, dude, I hate country music. (laughs) 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 And, and Uh. and like... That was the thing, and, and and let me say that to say this: I don't look for all of the political shit in these movies. Um, you know, like, and I maybe I'm maybe I'm maybe I'm not woke enough to do so. But like, when I go into these movies, my brain is in the movie. Like, I'm trying to make sense of it. My all my arguments, all my beefs, all my loves, everything has to do with the world in the movie, not the world that I'm walking out of to go enjoy the movie. Exactly, like you you. That's what movies are there for. They are there to take you out of whatever you're going through, whatever terrible things, especially like nowadays that are happening. They're there to take you out of that and give you some enjoyment and a breath of fresh air. And then I, I've always grown up with the mentality of if you're going to go watch a movie that you don't think you'll like, leave your baggage at the door yeah, and just go into it as a movie and then come out thinking only about the movie and right. not, you know, what messages they were trying to send or whatever you know it's like like the the guy that was like the school president of your high school you know is that the guy that you want to make records like you're right (laughs) no (laughs) you know what i mean you want fucking kanye west who thinks he's the reincarnation of walt disney to make your records like that's who you want (laughs) um all right so um moving on to uh episode nine so as far as episode nine goes, I like it. Mm-hmm. I don't enjoy it. Huh? Uh, you know what you know what I mean. So I like throwing it on and sitting down and watching it with my wife. Mm-hmm. I like rewatching it. Uh-huh. I'll sit down and I'll I'll be like, oh, this is a neat bit of lore, or oh, they mentioned the Sith or stuff like that. I like that stuff. As far as the events playing out on screen i feel like i guess i don't know if this is going to be like a harsh word to use but i feel like a lot of the events happening on screen are just a soulless kind of response Mm -hmm. to those people that we were talking about earlier who are like oh disney ruined my childhood right um the first time i watched it i couldn't help but notice i was like okay but why is this happening Mm -hmm. because when i watch a movie i i don't expect everything to be explained to me i like a lot of show don't tell right but but i also enjoy logic and reasoning Mm -hmm. and i when i sat down and was watching it it didn't feel like it had a lot of that Hmm. um as far as what we were left off on eight and how everything kind of turned out near the end of that after Luke's sacrifice I just I felt <clears throat> like everything I don't know if like if it rushed too much or if it time skipped a lot or something or 
it was just it was a weird experience the first time I watched nine. Like I remember I remember thinking, yeah, it has its problems, but I but I like it nonetheless. Right. And then the more I watched it, I was like, yeah, I like this, but do I really enjoy it like I do, you know, right. one through eight? So you know what's funny is I almost feel the exact opposite. Um I I enjoy it. <laughs> But I don't like it very much. <laughs> like, 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 because, like, even though, I, and I agree with most, I agree with most of the points you made about it that it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, and it seems like disconnected from the rest of them. And I, like, I agree with all that shit. But like, putting it on and like just how fast it moves, and they're on this planet, they're on that planet. They're like the whole movie feels like the hyperspace jump sequence with the Falcon. Like that's how yeah. the, that's how the whole movie feels to me. But I think it's fun. Like I think like the the Pisana stuff is super fun. I think all of the the stuff on the planet with um Baba Frick, Babu Frick is super fun. Like I think all that stuff is fun. And then I just get to the end of it and I I I you know uh, kind of consume the revelations regarding it and what the revelations mean not only to this trilogy but also to the saga as a whole and I'm like, yeah, I don't like this. I don't really like this at all. You know, like, You know, I go ahead. I definitely see where like you're sorry, I didn't mean to cut no, you No, 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 you're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> um I definitely like see where you're coming from and a lot of your points i'm like yeah i know that i like i like a lot of those aspects but mm-hmm. as far like when i think back on the movie overall they just come out as i like this it didn't make sense but i liked it right and i wish i could have enjoyed it more i got you i got you i think i think we're saying uh i think we're making the same cake we're just putting the ingredients in different order yeah yeah so <clears throat> what do you feel about mandalorian I really, really like The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it a whole lot more than I thought I would. Because right. when I first watched it, I was gonna. I saw the trailer for it. I heard about the child, and I was like, "Oh, so it's gonna be like Adventures in Babysitting with, uh, you know, in Star Wars." Right. Um, and I I like a lot of those episodes. There's a couple that are kind of iffy, mm. um, just because they. I don't. I feel like they don't. Which one's the worst? Up. Which one's the worst? Um, it, it's got to be between um, that Suicide Squad episode uh-huh. <laughs> and the one where like he has to get like his ship repaired. You know what I mean? The ship repaired where, one is the one with the 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 fake Han Solo, Han Han Duet. Yeah, with the yeah with the girl from the lady from Agents of Shield or whatever who yeah. they're hunting. Yeah, no, yeah. that's that's the worst one. Han Duet is the worst one. Yeah, it's 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 just Han it Duet. just it's one of those things where like I think it's the same reason why I didn't like episode you know why I didn't enjoy episode nine you know it feels very disconnected from the rest of the story. Right. It's a um look the <clears throat> shut off your brain episode shut off your brain movie. Yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> I, yeah. I I think that's a good way of looking and, at it. Like and those, I tell you, those... like I feel like the most you get out of that episode. And I don't I don't hate it. Um, but I, but I love the sand people with the sign language. Like I, it's probably, native, <laughs> native, native, be the coolest native, thing about the episode. Native tattoos. Right. I, I apologize. I didn't mean to offend. <laughs> I, you know what I like? I like that the droids <laughs> took over the bar. Yeah. Like the, the fact that, oh, haha, you're not going to allow us in. Well, screw you. We're going to take your job. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's. You took her our here. Bo- <laughs> I know. I know. I was thinking about that too. Um, <laughs> I, I expected one of them to point to the Mandalorian and be like, we don't serve humans here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
What else was I going to ask about it? Uh, you know, I just heard some interesting news about it recently. <clears throat> um, so, like, one of my questions has always been, like, how the hell did they not, you know, for, for a company that was so, like, you know, in, in terms of how they were doing licensing and stuff and, and merchandise, they were, they were, like, you know, wrong with Kylo, but super ahead of the curve, so to speak, with BB-8. Uh, super, yeah. Super ahead of the curve with Porgs. Super ahead of the curve with Dio and wrong about it. Um, yeah. And with all that stuff, I was like, how the hell did they miss the fucking child? Well, I found out some information about it. Hasbro was contacted, and I'm guessing this went for everybody else too, right? Sideshow, Hot Toys, whatever. And they were contacted, and they were like, look, the Mandalorian show is going to have a small character. We cannot show you anything. We cannot tell you anything. But be ready to rock and roll. And they did that to keep it 100% under wraps. And as as soon as I heard that, I was like, that is funny because that was a surprise. The Baby Yoda was a surprise. Like, you know, and I'm up on the spoilers. I'm up on all that shit. Like, I'm, I'm with the shits. So, like... The fact that it even got me, I was like, damn, like, that. I, I guess, like, they kept it so close to the chest that it paid off, you know, in that way, you know? Yeah, and, like, that's one of those things where, like, that's that twist of, like, the thing he has to protect is essentially just Baby Yoda. And the fact that that took off as quick as it did, it was very, very surprising where, like, we just came off of this thing with BB-8 where we would have BB-8 merchandise and BB-8 orange packaging and right. everything before, like, three months before the movie came out. And then same with Porgs and same with Dio. Right. The fact that nobody knew what was going on with Baby Yoda and the fact that nobody even knew that it existed until that episode. Yeah. And they, sa- uh, they said that Hasbro, the guy from Hasbro said that uh, they got the design, layout, blueprint, licensing agreements, everything the same time that the show published. So the show published at you know 12 a.m. Eastern. That's when the designs got emailed. Like everything launched at the same time. And then Hasbro and I'm, I'm guessing Hot Toys and whoever the fuck else had to rock and roll to kind of catch up. Um, That's just excellent. Yeah, yeah. I I think on Lucasfilm's. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. Like, like, I'm not mad at that at all. Um, What about Clone Wars? Clone Wars. Now that I've watched it recently, it's one of my absolute favorite pieces of media. Um, I I mean, this uh, this kind of this last season in particular, like this, you know, that came out. Yes, and and that's what cemented it for me as one of my favorite pieces of Star Wars ever. Yeah. Um, just, I knew watching like the whole series for the first time, I knew where it was going to go because it ultimately has to end that way. Mm-hmm. But the, f- the fact that it played out so well was not something that I was expecting. Right. You know, cause I had watched rebels. I knew, you know, that Rex survived. I knew that Wolf survived and all that. Right. And, but seeing it unfold the way that it did was not how I anticipated it. Right. And watching, watching it weekly kind of killed me. Cause I was like, man, I gotta see what happens next. Especially when we enter like the last arc of that season. I think, I think that's some of the best animation 
uh, I don't think just for Star Wars. I think that's some of the best I animation agree. that's been done. Period. I agree, one hundred percent. Some of the the animation, the storytelling, you know, all the subtle things. Like I went back and watched it two or three times after it was all released, and a lot of things I didn't even notice. Um, like when Rex is when Ahsoka removes Rex's helmet and he's crying, like yeah. that just made it hit even more. Yeah, 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 a thousand percent. Um. So, Gord, do you have any questions to kind of close out with? Um, no, I I, I don't. Okay. Like, I, like Matt, you came on and you're pretty articulate about everything, and you you, you got a lot of thought into it. I think. Yeah. Like, I, you, I knew what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was. I've listened to a few episodes, and I'm like, man, if I get on here, how would I answer these questions? Yeah. And I, I just kind of going through, I was like, okay, if they ask me this, I'll answer this way. And then what are some things that I remember as a kid? And, you know, yeah. I, I tried, I tried to be prepared as much as possible. <laughs> what are you, um, what are you, uh, how, what are you collecting now? Cause last time I, uh, I'll close that out with that. Cause I think, are you doing black series now? I am. Yeah. Um, I've kind of limited it to what I was collecting in regards of three and three quarter, which was troopers, droids, and Jedi. Or anybody with a lightsaber, I should say. So um, that's kind of where it's been focusing now. Um, it's funny. I mean, it's mostly prequel shit. Yeah. I mean, you know, the it's funny. It's just like, so troopers, funny to me. Yeah. Like, troopers are always going to be my big draw. Um, anybody with a lightsaber, just for diorama's sake, which I have to thank you for. <laughs> um, and and droids. And now I'm working on my first diorama for my clone troopers and Nice. It's coming out okay, I think. What, what are you so, doing? Like, so I'm doing like that forward command post that they were on on Geonosis. Okay. Um, I want to do something like that. Initially, I was going to make like the entire inside of the shelf, just like the the hanger of the gunship, uh-huh. where like they're all hanging onto a railing. Um, That's cool. But I think this uh, this command post display is going to come out pretty neat once it's all said and done. Well, send me pictures when you get it done. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. So with that, I mean, we'll wrap it up. Um, thanks for coming on. Yo, thank you guys for having me. It's been a blast. See you, Gort.